All right, everybody, what's up? Welcome to Simply Cyber Live. We have got an amazing show for you today, and I am so excited. We are joined by our old friend, John Strand, a member of the Simply Cyber community. He's been on before. He's going to come on today. We're going to be talking about the, the, the SOC core skills pay what you can class that John does, but we're going to be talking so much more than that. Why is his particular program different? Why is it pay what you can? And why is it arguably one of the most practical skills-based SOC uh, core skills uh, curriculum, frankly, that you can take right now. So if you are interested in becoming a SOC analyst, if you are interested in understanding a larger picture of the information security space because you're a GRC person or a pen tester and you want to understand the whole picture, then you're going to want to hear what John has to say about this course and, and so much more. So I'm super excited. Guys, standard practice. If you have questions for John, which I know you're going to have, go ahead and drop them in chat with a Q. This is live. We don't know where this is going to go. John's always got great stories. So let's get into it. Super pumped. Let's go get John. All right, Mr. Strand, how are you? Doing very well. Thank you for having me back. Absolutely. Yeah. You were in uh, high demand last time you were on. People love them some John Strand. So thank you so much. So we're talking, you know, SOC core skills. Well, I want to dive right into it because we have so much to cover and we only have like a, typically an hour to do it. So just so we level set, John, like what is the SOC core skills course and who is it targeted for? So basically, we worked backwards into this class. We actually created a class that was the uh, cyber deception class, which was the first class I, I, I taught virtually through Wild West Hackenfest and Anti-Siphon, which is the training organization. And there was a bunch of people that were like, this is great about trapping attackers. And we talked about it on your show. People said, what about core security things? What should we be doing? So I created the intro to security class and based it against the MITRE framework. Like how many things can you shut down just with like 11 things in your environment? There were still a bunch of students that said, hey, you're referencing this thing called TCP IP. I've never touched Linux before. As soon as they saw the Windows command line, they dropped beneath their, their desks and they started crying a little bit. And we had to take a step back and we created the SOC core skills class, which is your core Windows, your core Linux, your core TCP IP, how do you hunt down malware on a Windows computer system? Those are the core skills that we think everybody has to have because that's foundational for absolutely everything that follows. So what this class is, is the basics and fundamentals that a lot of classes just kind of skip over. You know, they're like, okay, open up a Linux command prompt and let's uh, get our RP address and let's start a Metasploit. Honestly, people don't understand Linux. They don't understand a command prompt. They don't understand how to get their IP address. This starts them at those fundamentals with packet captures, uh, using Wireshark and using TCP dump, and just really getting into some of the core things that we tend to skip over too often in this industry. Yeah, I, I really, so I'm curious, okay? I agree with you that there is a lot of things that, you know, as practitioners, we almost take for granted, like like popping a shell open and, 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 and doing ping or something like that. Like we just take it for granted. As far as it being a SOC core skills, I mean, it sounds like what you're saying is foundational, you know, tech skills versus SOC core skills. So mm -hmm. is it really like two courses, like how to be a SOC analyst and how to, you know, be a tech person? Yep. So we really focus on the IR aspect of it, right? So whenever we talk about Windows command line, we're looking at the Windows command line through the lens of if you're looking for malware, how would you use that with like WMIC? How would you use PowerShell? How would you mm -hmm. use taskless face forward slash M versus face forward slash SVC? And we do that because whenever you're trying to teach something, I can run through a bunch of commands and try to teach those commands. And I've done that for years, or you can actually make it towards an impact, right? Working incident response. And that's what a lot of SOC people do. The other thing that's interesting is a tremendous amount of SOC analysts, the only training that they get is in the specific tools or tooling that their security operations center provides them because that training is often free with that product. So they have this product that does amazing things and they don't understand any of those things that this particular product or tool does. So yeah, we've had a bunch of MSPs and a bunch of SOC people come through who have been using really high powered tools 
And all of a sudden they'll say things like, holy crap, that's what PPID is. I never knew that that was the parent process ID. And it's like, okay, okay, yeah. Sometimes they just vault right over some of these basics. So we talk about it in the context of incident response. For looking at Wireshark, looking at TCP dump, doing packet analysis, looking at Linux and how to detect backdoors on Linux with LSOF space minus plus or space plus capital L1 for unlinked files and then looking in proc and all those things. We're looking at it from that lens. So it mm -hmm. lends itself not just teaching TCP IP, but teaching TCP IP from the understanding of what you would need to know from an incident kind of security perspective. Yeah, that's that's a brilliant idea. Like it's almost like um, programming. And I know you don't need to know how to program to work in the industry. But with programming, if you read a book on like Python and you're like, this is a for loop, this is a variable declaration. Like when there's no context to what you're doing, it doesn't really stick with you, I would say. So I, I really love that you are basically, you're not saying like, guys, this is a shell, this is IP config. You're, you're doing it through a use case, a very mm -hmm. elaborate use case. That's very yes. interesting and cool. Yep, that's the key. And and people don't learn things unless there's a narrative, a story, a goal, an objective. Otherwise, mm -hmm. you might as well just be reading man pages to them. And no one wants that. <laughs> well, I would argue the majority definitely don't want. I, I've, I've, you well, know, there are some people out there who love true. the RFCs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, you know, I say that, but you're right. I, I've literally had students, they're like, you tell too many stories. Could you just give us the tech and just the tech? I'm like... <laughs> I can read you the man page for Nmap, but that's not fun for me or for you. That's, that's funny. So, okay. Well, you did just mention like, and again, it's a problem that we see all the time is SOC analysts who don't get formal training. They get only on the job training are often built on a tech stack. So they're really good at Q radar, but they don't know, you know, like they get some of the tech, but it's hard to move into a Splunk environment or something like that. Mm -hmm. So in the actual course, what, <laughs> What tech stack are you using? How are you being agnostic in that way? <laughs> this is tough, right? Because it's very rare for anybody to ever go into a job and use nothing but open source tools. So we use the open source tools because we have to. But as much as possible, I'm like, your commercial tool should do this. If it doesn't, mm -hmm. get another commercial tool. Because if your commercial tool can't keep up with something as simple as Velociraptor and what that does, we got problems at that particular point, right? Mm -hmm. um, we also deal with a lot of tactical open source tools. Um, like we really are just huge fans of Deep Blue CLI and Deep White CLI. If you're working tactically and you're working PowerShell, you're looking at event logs, that's just an amazing first pass at event logs to try to figure out what's going on. The tool that I just shared with you, um, I can't remember the name of it. I just emailed it to myself. Um, oh, it's, it's, it's Dismon the... tools. Yeah, um, that we just had from GitHub repository N S H A L A B I, um, that's N S H A L A B I on GitHub Sysmon tools, uh, just a fantastic data visualization tool for looking at you know the processes and things in a GUI that you get out of Sysmon logs, and then we get into some memory analysis as well. Once again, very heavily focused on the incident response and the hack side of things. And honestly, everything we talk about with the open source tools should absolutely be something that can be done with their commercial tools as well. Yeah, I love it. And unfortunately, just as a programming note, for some reason, uh, longtime fans of Simply Cyber know that I regularly have, like my Mac is almost like a like another person in the room because there's just stories with it. I cannot currently share my screen. Uh, so I can't bring up the Sysmon visualization tool, uh, just so everyone knows. Uh, John, we are seeing a lot of love for Security Onion in chat, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, we don't use Security Onion, and I would love to, but there's a problem with Security Onion. Security Onion running an Elk stack basically has a level of resource requirements associated with it that makes it out of the reach of many of my students. So many of my students are barely running computer systems with like four gigs of memory, and to try to spin up something that's going to need multiple CPU cores and, you know, like 16 mm -hmm. gigs of memory is incredibly difficult uh, for them. So we definitely talk about Security Onion. Absolutely. Um, but we don't actually run it. I'm looking to move the class to where it deploys in the cloud um, mm -hmm. on students' personal Azure cloud. 
Um, we're looking to get it to run there some point in the future. So you would pay like four or five dollars a day on your Azure stack, but it opens up some possibilities for me in creating the class that I normally wouldn't have. Um, also, we have a full set of labs um, that deal with Elastic in the cloud. So we have full steps, uh, a full set of labs on how to set up Elastic and get a license, a 30-day trial, and then go through and install the Elastic security agent to actually, which is formerly known as Endgame, and then how to pull the Sysmon logs into Elastic as well. So we do have some commercial things. We do have some of those labs, but only where it's like free for the students to be able to do it. Yeah, and I love that. I see uh, Alexander asked, where can he find the course? I did drop in chat. It looks like it only went to YouTube, not LinkedIn, Alexander, so I'm sorry. Uh, so either come over to the YouTube or if you just Google anti-siphon training, SOC core skills, uh, you should get it there. Yeah, and it's in my recent history. I'm strand, at strandjs on Twitter. It's like within the last four or five tweets, I, I tweeted out a link to it as well. I thought you were going to say within your recent browser history. I was going to no, say that must be a, too, right? a, a so. dark, scary place to peruse. <laughs> no one wants to see that. Yeah. <laughs> I saw, uh, just as a quick aside, I saw someone with like the, a medical bracelet on. I don't know if it was real or not, but the medical bracelet just said, clear my browser history. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. It just burned my computer, right? So. so, you know, one of the things when I was checking out um, the course itself or myself, uh, one of the things that you imparted was that you, I mean, obviously you teach the class, so it's your class, it's your fingerprints all over, but you said that you want to build the students from the ground up. And mm -hmm. I think that would imply uh, breaking any bad habits they may have learned from like someone who's not doing something, giving them the core skills that they really do need. Uh, why did you choose this particular approach for the students? Okay, so this entire approach, I think we talked about it in your previous show, so I'll lightly touch on it here. This approach, we basically set it up like I've got an ideal student in mind, right? And that ideal student is somebody that's working a nine to five job that's like a dead end job, right? Um, it's they really don't have a lot of chance for career advancements. Uh, something may have happened when they graduated from high school. Maybe they didn't do real well in high school. That happens to a lot of us, right? And it's weird because if you aren't kicking ass in like your last four years of high school, it actually sets your life path for the rest of it. Or let's say you go to college and something happened. Uh, you get pregnant or a family member gets sick or you run out of money and all of a sudden you're trapped, right? You're working these, these jobs that really just don't have the financial ability for you to get out and get an amazing career. So whenever I develop this class, I'm looking for people that have the will and the drive to come in and try to learn computer security because there's so many people that want to learn it, but the price is so expensive to get in. We mm -hmm. talked about gates last time I was on here. The single biggest gate in computer security is money. Like to be able to get a college degree, you got to be able to afford a college degree. If you want to go in and get training, so much of the training that's out there is like, like ridiculously expensive. So it's impossible for somebody that's just trying to get started to get in. So that's my ideal student, somebody that's never been exposed to computer security in their life. They're definitely interested in technologies, but they can come in and they can start learning these core skills to create that on-ramp that meets them financially where they're at. Like pay what you can. If you can come in, you can pay 20 bucks. Great. If you can pay 50, awesome. If you can pay 495, even better. If you can pay nothing, I'll take your time. You know, if you're willing to show up and put the time in, I'm willing to show up to put the time in. And that has been an absolute game changer in the way that I look at the industry as a whole. Yeah. And, and the pays you can model, I, I did want to touch on that. I mean, you kind of just touched on it uh, itself, but very inspiring. I don't know if you've inspired others. Certainly you've inspired me. I released a course just recently that some people have started taking and I went with the same pay what you can model literally because when you came on uh, the show last time in January, I think, you talked about active defense and cyber deception and why pay what you can. And I thought it was a very compelling argument and one that um, frankly inspired me to, to follow suit. So uh, consider, consider me uh, converted, John, like I'm, I'm all on board with that personally. Cool. So, okay. So I did take the active defense and cyber deception course. I did make a review video on it and it allowed me to really reflect on the course itself. Now, I wanted to ask you, John, one of the interesting things 
to me about the course that I took before was the structure of it. It's, it's not nine hours of you just talking head like at my face and not really enjoying it. It really had a specific uh, theme. You did lecture, lab, break, meta, which is like a talk about something that's relevant to what we're, we're doing, but it's not, here's how you, here's how you capture network traffic. Like it's, it's very much like, should you be doing this or is this a good idea or mental health? And then there's AMA at the end. So for SOC core skills, can you take us or tell the chat here, what is the structure of this four day, four hour day course? So we broke, let's start with the beginning. We broke away from the eight hours of training instruction over like in each of two days. Um, and the reason why I did that is um, I, I can literally teach probably 36 hours to 40 to 50 hours straight. Um, it, when, whenever I'm teaching it, it, time goes by really, really quickly for me. It doesn't really impact me. But I noticed over the years, whenever I'm teaching, if you get into the afternoon, like the first hour and a half after lunch, no one's listening. Like you can literally get away with saying anything you want and no one's going to notice at all. In fact, one of my instructor friends will go nameless in the middle of his training class right after lunch. He would give out a honey baked ham recipe in painstaking detail on how to bake a honey baked ham. And if you sat in his class, you'd be like, like, am I dropping acid? Like, is anybody else? And you look around and people would be like, like they weren't there, right? They checked out. Yeah. You can only handle so much. And by doing it in four hour chunks, it gets people it gets people to the point where they can digest it barely. <laughs> and mm -hmm. then they got some time to deal with it over the next, you know, you know, 20 hours. And then they come in and bang, here's another four hour block. And they tend to retain more. Um, so that's number one. That's why we actually kind of broke it up. The whole thing of me talk about something meta, like this, we're going to talk about cyber deception, canary accounts. What is the philosophy behind what we do in security? Why do we do things like learning the command line on Windows? What is the importance of understanding the command line on Windows? Why is that necessary with today's modern EDR environment? And then the lab, if you notice, I do the labs, I explain it very quickly. Students mm -hmm. do it from a hands-on perspective, and then I go through it slowly with them. And that's a pedagogical thing that I use in intro classes because whenever you do a lab, you can do a lab where you just copy and paste it and magic happens. And then you're like, yay, it worked. What happened? I have no idea. I just copied and pasted it. But by having them, like, I explain it quickly, the overall arching theme, then they do it. They're forming questions while they're doing it. Why mm -hmm. am I doing this? Why did this break? What mistake did I make? In short, many times whenever you talk about these things, people are so behind on the topic, they don't even know what questions to ask. And by doing a quick walkthrough, then they do it hands-on, then a slow walkthrough, they've developed, oh, okay, these are the questions I need to ask to try to get that connective tissue to work with these particular topics. So that's why I structure it from a pedagogical perspective the way that I do. Yeah, it's funny, as you're saying that, you know, I, I'm thinking about my own personal experience and that particular approach to the labs was good because yes, you got to see what it should look like. And then when I, when I did it, if I did encounter an impediment, I didn't fret because I was like, well, it, it's not working the way, but I'll, I'll see how, where I messed up in a minute when John goes through it slowly. And I feel like that's a, that's a major change than other courses. Cause I, I feel like I've taken a lot of courses where it's like, here's the, here's the lab. Now you do it. And then like you reach an impediment and you're like, I guess I didn't get that one. And like, they're on to the next one. And dude, that's another reason why I make the labs like they, they're portable, right? The students can keep doing the labs. I, you know, I've taught classes where there's an awesome lab infrastructure. And if you're lost and you miss that lab, you're screwed. That's it. Mm -hmm. You know, you saw it that one time, you're never going to see it again. And unless you pay a lot of money. So I've got this kind of visceral, visceral like hatred for people that create their class and their labs are only accessible during their class. And then it goes away. People need to grind, man. They need to practice. They need to do this stuff again and again and again. So it's something that's really important for us at Anti-Siphon 
that all of our labs, especially for on-demand, the students can gain access to, and they can continue to do those labs long after the class is over. Yeah, and I'm seeing a lot of chat here. Uh, it looks like there's a lot of uh, Black Hills anti-siphon uh, staff in chat. So thank you guys for being here and helping they're uh, just support. Sure, they're just making sure that I showed up. Uh, oh, okay. Well, I certainly appreciate that, you know, yeah. uh, especially since I can't share my screen. Um, but the question, there's a lot of questions around, um, it, it does like, is the class, it is in person. I mean, mm -hmm. you're live yeah. teaching it, but can someone walk away and, and not be lost? Can someone take up if they're doing, you know, they're working and taking the training. So they have to take a meeting. Like what's the impact of that? And are there recordings available? Yes. Yes. The recordings are available the next day in the resources section in discord. So you get access, not just to the class, not just to me, but the entire discord community. Um, we, we just have an amazing team. Like, you know, Deb and Jason created this whole discord thing. And now we have like this fleet of people that just make it happen. Right. Like we got Jason, the Hawk, we got Jake, we've got Megan, We've got Velda. We've just got these people. And I know I'm forgetting some people and I apologize for it. We had Shelby that was helping us and she does a lot of stuff on the active uh, countermeasure side of the house. But we have this. And then we also have the nerd herders. Or they do customer support mm -hmm. and helping people through. So it's a community. So it is recording. You get access to it in Discord. And because it's recorded, if I go over something fairly quickly, it's relatively easy for people to go back and rewatch a section and the labs to be able to redo the labs. Once again, making that accessible so people can do it again and again and again is key. You had mentioned maybe Future State having an Azure setup. Uh, in the current state of the course, what is the um, what, what do students need to have to get ready? Like I know, for example, Active Defense, you needed to have a VM and and then you know basically stand up a VM and be ready to go. With, yep. with this course, kind of what is the setup? It's the exact same. In fact, it's the exact same VM as the Cyber Deception class. Oh, um, cool. All of the labs are built into the exact same VM for intro to SOC, intro to security, and intro to cyber deception. It's all built into the VM. I update it on GitHub and uh, just push it out to students. Um, you just basically click a link and it takes you right to GitHub. So it's super easy peasy uh, to make everything work. Um, that being said, VMware is a train wreck. Uh, VMware is getting worse. It doesn't really install very well on modern Linux uh, kernels as well as it used to without some patching. And you're also kind of running into a problem where, once again, a lot of people don't have a computer that can run the class. Uh, so what we want to do is we want to have it as a VM, but I also want to have it in Azure where you can subscribe to it in Marketplace. It shows up and then you can access the entire thing like in a browser. Um, mm -hmm. So that's where we're headed or over RDP. So that's where we're headed. We aren't going to get there before the class. Maybe we will. That'd be really cool if we did. But honestly, that's where we got to go with all of our classes. Yeah. Well, and it'll make it a lot more, not just accessible, but robust and and, and scalable and stuff. So um, real quick, I want to touch on this a couple times during this talk today. But when is this SOC core skills? And it's it's March 28th, right? Yep. March 28th is when it starts. Okay. And... I know that there's lots of international people uh, who will be taking it, but what is the, what's the time slot? So if people are trying to work it into their schedule. Well, I've got it right here. Um, ba -ba -da -ba -da, training calendar, the 28th. Um, here we go. It is, um, I think we start at normal, like normal people times. Um, so it's 11 to four Eastern on the first day and then 12 to four Eastern on the, in the other three days. Mm -hmm. Um, so this is what I call my normal time frame. I've been doing this class late at night. <laughs> you know, one of the sessions that I did, I did it, uh, from four o'clock till eight o'clock, uh, my time. And we did that for the West coast people. And then for people in Europe, I did it. And it was, um, I think I got up at three in the morning, um, to teach the class for European time zones. So mm -hmm. we're kind of reaching out to try to get more people in more time zones. And I think that having the on-demand the on-demand does not pay what you can. Uh, the on-demand, I think, is $200 because I have a fleet of people, John Bevers and his team, they go through and they chop the class up, they put it into a nice format, they set everything up. <clears throat> I've got to charge for that a little bit, um, but if you can't take it, $200 is really affordable for many people. 
But if you can't afford that, just come to the one that's live. And if you miss a session, it's cool. It's recorded. You can go back and catch up on what you, with what you missed. And, and just to uh, f- finish on the schedule piece of it, if people go to the SOC Core Skills site on anti-siphon will it have the schedule because it was yep. you know people are asking where's the schedule can you share the schedule so it's all just, the way down at the bottom so if you go to the sock core skills i'm going to give you the link and you can share it out with everybody yeah um, i've got it right here john I've got cool it. if you paste it out go all the way to the bottom it is there and the sock core skills is also in the on-demand training so if you go to course catalog um you can see sock core skills is there and you can you can register for it on demand as well Yep. I've gone ahead and I've shared it in chat, at least with the YouTube people. I can't share with LinkedIn people. So uh, sorry there. No um, so John, do you, do you get into the like life of a SOC analyst in this particular course? I really try not to because the life of most SOC analysts is, is a train wreck. Um, uh, okay. Sign so, up now. <laughs> so, so a lot of stock analysts, like if you look at a stock analyst, it's right there with help desk. It's the intro job, right? Mm-hmm. If you're going to get into this industry right now, most people are going to come through that path. They're going to become a stock analyst in an MSP or a large security organization. And it's kind of a pressure cooker. Uh, it really is. And that's also another reason why I created this class is I was going through and talking to a number of security operations centers and MSPs. And when I talked to the SOC analysts, they're like, yeah, I have no training on any of this. I'm like, why don't you ask for some training? They're like, no, like the management's not going to give us the training. And there's some Hmm. very valid reasons for that. Um, One of the reasons is, especially if you're looking at the MSP side of the house, you're looking at in the United States, there's there's probably over 100,000 MSPs in the United States and their profit margins are razor thin. Their competition is purely based on price. It's not like we're better at being an MSP than the other ones. It's like, no, who's the cheapest, right? It's all mm-hmm. duct tape, bailing wire, and toilet paper. It's a commodity. So they can't afford to have their analysts out from the timing perspective because it costs money. And they can't afford to get them training. So really, we want to get two things going on. One, we want to make it so being a SOC analyst sucks less. So you can start doing more hunting and you can get to resolution of issues much faster. And that's great. The other thing is, as we build up the entire community in the MSP and SOC space, and they get better at understanding security and how to communicate security to their customers, they can start charging more. And you see some MSPs are doing that and they're doing a good differentiation and saying, yeah, you can get this uh, this, this this person over here that's going to just come and check whenever your system goes down, or you can actually implement compliance, better insurance compliance, um, have IR retainers, and actually differentiate your service so the life can be better. And this starts at the bottom, right? As SOC analysts get better and they get more training, they can do a better job. They can start selling better things and better products Mm -hmm. and services to their customers. So what is the, like, okay, so I go through this course and and by the way, Chad, I see all your questions. I'm flagging them. We will be getting to, you know, your questions. So don't, don't think I'm ignoring you. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a hopping group. The Simply Cyber community is a chatty bunch. I I know. Last class I taught, there was a bunch of them that like, you've got a posse, my friend. I love it. I love it. We squad. So, okay. So John, I wanted to ask you, I take the course, right? What is the marketability of the skills that I learn in this class? So, so this is the nutty thing about this class. If you pay over 195, you get access to the cyber range for an entire, I think it's like six months. Mm-hmm. Um, so that in and, of, in and of itself is a certification platform. So if you're trying to get a job, you can say I'm anti-siphon level five, 10, whatever. Okay. That's cool, right? It actually shows that you have some skill. It's a mini capture the flag that you can show off your skills. The weird thing is I'm actually hearing people that are getting jobs just because they went through my first two classes. Like they show up to the job interview and they're like, well, I, you know, I'm just trying to get started in computer security. I've been doing some hack the box and I've been doing some try hack me. And I took these two classes from this guy, John Strand, like pay what you can intro to SOC and pay what you can intro to security. And they're literally getting hired on that alone. Now, 
that's weird. I don't know if that's a good idea. I'm humbled and I'm honored, but that's weird. That that's very strange. But it is nice that people are kind of seeing these alternative paths, whether it's coming through simply cyber, whether it's coming through, um, whether it's coming through BHIS and anti-siphon, whether it's coming through all the capture the flags that are out there, hack the box and stuff. This industry needs to open up these doors and these gates. So it isn't like to get this job, you have to have a certification from one of three organizations that's $8,000 per cert. That's, that's a gate. We can't have it be the only way that you can get into this industry is you graduate from college. There's a lot of great people that just can't afford or haven't gone through college. We can't close those gates off for those people as well. So it's great to see this as just one of many alternative paths coming into the industry right now. Yep. Well, and that reason why people get hired just because they've learned from you is part of the reason that I refer to you as Cyber Beyonce when I'm speaking to you in the third person. But um, so one of the other things I'm kind of curious about, though, is Black Hills has its own sock now, right? Yeah, so, we do. So, I mean, it's the skills that you're teaching in that class map to the skills that you expect your sock analysts to possess. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And, and they're, they're the core skills that we expect them to have when they walk through the door. Um, whenever they come in, they're going to have to learn how to use, um, they're going to use elastic, they're going to be doing threat um, adversarial emulation. They're going to have to learn how to research what's going on on a Windows computer system. That has to happen. And that is going to happen, right? But for them to be able to communicate and work with us, this is basically SOC training for intro SOC analysts of Black Hills Information Security. Absolutely. In fact, yeah, it's weird, but a whole bunch of my SOC analysts are people that are students and are nerd herders who have helped other people. Um, I would say four or five of our SOC analysts now came up through our Discord server and are, they came up through this training. So I'm literally eating my own dog food by hiring the people that are taking the classes. Yeah, definitely putting your money where your mouth is. And, you know, I guess some people look at this, Brian Godfrey got a job while in your class. So that's next level, not just learning from you, but like in real time. Yeah, that was weird. Um, it started out as a joke. Uh, I was like, hey, you know, Brian's like, I'm in New Zealand. I'm like, I'm looking for people on the other side of the planet. You should shoot me a resume. And he shot me a resume. And not only was it like a good resume, but he was a smoking good interview. Um, so we got really lucky with Brian. It would have been a different story if he been like, yeah, it should be a resume and it just didn't work out. But, um, no, it was just, it was just phenomenal to be able to have that tied together. And, and now he's showing up. I think he just showed up here. Um, he's showing up at these things. He's, he's becoming kind of a community leader for us, which once again, that's the trajectory we want people to do, you know, move up, become nerd herders and help other people out. I, I appreciate you uh, giving a long answer to that my my dog is actively getting sick right now well, for some. Dude, that's fine. I, as soon as you disappeared off camera, I started dancing. So. Oh well, you 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 know a couple numbers. I like it. Um. So I've got a little distracted here. Oh, I, I got a question. So as far as the SOC core skills go, what can you talk about? Like, what skill trees are there? I mean, are you just doing Sims? Are you doing Ooh. forensics? What are, you know? What like what skill trees would you capture? So once again, we're looking at Linux, Windows, TCP, IP, but then memory analysis is a big one and the network analysis. Um, basically, if you're dropped into a SOC, um, I wish I could find her. Um, Candace, um, Candace Hughes. Um, she's on Twitter, um, Candace underscore Hughes. Uh, she's been doing this thing, 100 Days of Cyber, where she was doing all of the security stuff and trying to learn to get what she needed. And I was just, I was just floored because last week Candace posted out that she started at a, at a, uh, at a sock job. And she said, this is my first day. And she responded back after her first day. She goes, that was awesome. Not only was I successful in my first day, I was able to work through and close out tickets because of the training that I got from anti-siphon. So that, that's kind of like the void reaching back out to me and letting me know that what we're doing here is the right thing. And it's also heartbreaking because I wish I would have gotten the opportunity to hire Candace, maybe in the future. Um, but uh, but yeah, she basically kind of tweeted out what it was like to be able to go through a job and nail it on the first day and start closing out tickets. And that tells me that we're on the right path. 
Yeah. And it's definitely, you know, it's wonderful for, for anyone who's able to do that. It's empowering. It's, it's satisfying. It's, it's, you know, it's awesome. I, I love it. Um, and, and Candace actually, I, I do know Candace. She actually joins us every morning. I do a, a daily morning threat intelligence briefing every day and she's in there. Um, Dude, and she's, she's active, all over so. it, right. And, yeah. I, and I think that she shows like who we need here. Right. I don't know if you have to go as overkill as she did with 100 days of cyber, but it shows if you want to get it done and you want to get it done in like a couple of months, you can. And she did it. Um, and I, once again, I'm just absolutely, if you're not following her, you should, because she's absolutely an inspiration out there as well. There she is. Oh, Candace is in is. the house. There, yeah. You know what? No, I'm <laughs> embarrassed. Too. You're embarrassed. And uh, so, so. By the way, well, there's some followers coming your way. <laughs> well, you know, public accountability, there's something to be said about that. You know, like um, like making making a commitment and then having public um, accountability so you feel compelled to want to uh, stick with it even when it gets hard, right? You know, you might have a tough day here and there. Yeah, and I, that's kind of what happened. I, I mentioned I, I should create an intro to security class and it kind of blew up on Twitter. And, and then I had people reaching out to me and they're like, have you done that thing you said you were going to do yet? And I'm like, I'm on it. <laughs> so I hear that. Yeah. So, I, okay. So another question that I had selfishly, um, John, is so you've got stock core skills. You've got intro to InfoSec or in, uh, intro to security, active defense, cyber deception. These are your classes that yep. you teach personally. The yep. pay what you can, they're all pay what you can. But that aside from that, why did you choose these three courses? You have a, you know, infinite well of experience where you could teach literally most things in our industry. Why did you choose these? So I started with these because it all started with cyber deception. Um, my heart and soul has been in cyber deception for a long time. And the reason why is I really feel like we need to start with a brand new way of looking at defense. Um, all of our defensive strategies have gotten to this well-worn rut of the same types of technologies that we were doing 20 years ago, you know, antivirus, network threat, hunt, uh, network intrusion detection, things like that. And it's been variations on that theme for years. And with cyber deception, it gives me an opportunity to be like, hey, let's be pirates. Let's be InfoSec pirates and let's do something completely different. And let's kind of upset the apple cart. Let's kind of destroy the way that things are being sold to us and try to rebuild it with new ideas. And that was really the cyber deception class. And like I said, it sprung out of that where people are like, you should do a basic security class. Cause I found myself in the cyber deception class, literally complaining about how, you know, everybody's worried about, you know, all of these new cutting edge vulnerabilities and they're completely ignoring the basics and fundamentals. Mm -hmm. And people were like, well, what are the basics and fundamentals? And we sat down, my brother and I actually came up with the atomic controls. We're like, here's the 11 things that you need to be able to do to stop an attacker. And it's not like these are the only things you should do, but you really need to be doing these 11 things like application allow listing, internet allow listing, network analysis, um, DNS filtering, like, the, like these basic things that you know, strong passwords, two-factor authentication, all of it. Mm -hmm. And these are the things that stop us in a pen test, like continuously. And we built that. And then, like I said, I had students coming in and they're like, I've been doing IT for 10 years and I have no idea what you're talking about at the command line. I'm like, okay, I can look at that and I could be like, well, they're stupid. Yeah. I'm an educator. Right. And, you know, we, we joke about like the thought leader thing all the time and almost any thought leader that you see in the information security training space and things like that, we always get uncomfortable with it. But I'm just going to say, if, you, if you're running a webcast, and you have hundreds or thousands of people that are listening to you, whether you like it or not, that's what you are because people mm -hmm. are listening to you. So I could look at that, basically rip on them and go to bed at night and sleep well and say, well, stupid people don't get me. Or the thing you can do is take a step back and say, okay, I'm going to meet these people where they're at. So we're going to take a few steps back and we're going to try to build up community because we aren't going to bring in more people. We aren't going to be inclusive. We aren't going to be better if we just kind of look at people and be like, well, you're dumb and you should just get smart um, or, you know, read the, read the fine manual or all of these things that we say in the industry for so long, why can't we just say, let me help you. And, and what I discovered is weird is if I look at somebody, I'm like, well, you don't know anything about windows command line. Well, you're a big dummy. 
And then I get to know these people and they're like wizards at Active Directory. They may be wizards in development. They just have a different skill set someplace else maybe. So you should always treat people with respect because either mm -hmm. A, they have a different skill set than you do or B, and they almost always have this, this second thing, potential. And we don't unlock people's potential by putting them down. Yeah, agree 100%. Uh, put so, so well. Um, John, I want to I want to answer some questions from chat. I've been queuing them up here. Uh, some of them will be rapid fire, uh, but you know, like just Weaver right off the top wanted to get adopted. So I know you have children. You might be might be full up on kids right now, not wanting Done. to adopt anyone. Done. No, full up on children. <laughs> okay. Um, Alexander mentioned this, but some people just showed up getting off work at five o'clock Eastern. Um, you can go to SOC Core Skills. Uh, Anti-Siphon's website. I will drop it in chat once John starts answering the next question. It is a pay-what-you-can, four-day, four-hour-a-day class that teaches you all of the skills that you need, foundational skills to be a SOC analyst. It's really, really awesome. John, in regards to SOC analysts, since that's our focus, what, what are some soft skills that would make someone successful in, in that role? Um, this is a weird thing to say, um, but it goes back to what we just got done talking about. Don't ever look at people with contempt. I know this seems weird, right? But IT people are notorious for looking at people and being like, well, they're just stupid. Um, you think of the IT crowd, you know, you know, just, you know, showing up and saying, have you thought about forcing an unexpected reboot? And it's like, if you try turning it off and on again and they... If you treat people with contempt, they automatically can feel that and they don't listen to you. Always look whenever you're talking to people to understand that they are smart at something. It could be that they're smart at cross-stitching and knitting. It could be that they're really, really smart at different types of tropical fish. It could be that they're really good at certain video games. I'm watching my son play Elder Ring and I'm like, well, that's black magic and voodoo to me. Um, always have respect for the people that you're communicating with. Always. And that, and that also goes to executives, you know, don't, 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 you know, don't be afraid of anybody, but respect everyone. For the live uh, online course. Oh, wait, we already kind of asked this one. Let me skip yep. this one. Um, okay. So when will this course start? We said this, this is March 28th. So you can, John, can they, can they register right up until the 27th or is there a cutoff yeah. date? I, I think they can. Um, there might be a cutoff date, like, Saturday or Sunday before, but yeah, I can register. And if you have trouble registering, just shoot me an email um, or okay. DM me on Twitter, whatever. I'll get you in. Um, okay. The big thing is like the day before you have to download a 14 gig VM and that takes some time. And even if you have to download it and you miss like the first day, the labs are not time box. They work forever. So it, it shouldn't bother you if you come in a little bit late. Okay. And Samuel, thanks for picking up that GRC masterclass. I hope you're finding value in it. Alex wants to know what's the prerequisites on background. Do you have to have IT, cyber? Like, can it? Can you be, you know, someone who's a dishwasher? I'm going to say if you're here and you're listening to this, you're going to do just fine. Um, I'm willing to bet you just didn't drop into simply cyber and be like, "What's this? This <laughs> Twitch live stream sucks. When does he start blowing things up? When are they raiding?" Um, no, you're here. You understand some core concepts of what we're talking about. You're going to do just fine. Do you, like you may have said this while I was dealing with the canine issues off camera. Yeah. Uh, do you guys get into malware analysis in the course? A little bit, um, specifically from the perspective of live behavioral analysis. So whenever you run malware, how do you detect it in something like Sysmon and the event logs? How can you identify it from the Windows command line? Um, and how can you identify it from the Linux command line? Then we also talk about it from the network perspective, how you can do it. We aren't reverse engineering malware. To be honest, 98% of you will never, ever, ever have to open up IDA Pro or Ghidra and reverse engineer malware, even though 98% of you should do that because it's fun. Um, the vast majority of you don't have to learn about reverse engineering malware, but we specify and we work on live incident response forensics what you can learn from the operating system about malware. You will be playing with some very, very basic malware specimens that you create on the fly on Linux and on Windows as well, Brennan. Very interesting that you're creating your own malware. I like that. Uh, just as a quick aside, I saw a really interesting tweet the other day that said uh, for soccer, for digital forensics position interviews, they give the candidate a unique piece of malware 
and tell them to tell us what's going on with it. But it's got a unique signature. And then the interviewers go to virus total and look to see if the hash shows up. And yeah. if you do, if it does, it, you're, you're, it's over. <laughs> so, I mean, pretty intense, right? Harden asks, um, you mentioned the cyber range, which you get access to. It's, it's a paid tier of the course, but you do get access to it as a resource. What, what exactly is in there? Um, so right now we partner with, partner with Meta CTF, Roman and his team, and his team. And there's a whole bunch of challenges in there that are forensics, web app pen testing, standard network pen testing, reverse engineering, open source intelligence gathering. Um, they're broken up in categories. And I think there's well over 200 different little challenges there um, that are built into the cyber range. So there's oh, a lot. That's fantastic. And that's, if you pay 195 or above, you get that for six months. Um, or you can pay $30 a month and you can just go to anti-siphon and sign up there. That's that's great. And do does the lab, excuse me, does the range include all the tooling and, and you know, versions and dependencies and all that? No, completely independent of the class, uh, the class labs and the class VM. Okay. Yep, completely cool. different. Uh, M. Gray wants to know if they can just buy the recordings outright, not take mm -hmm. your class. You can, M. Gray, for $200. Um, if you go to anti-siphon training and you go to on-demand training, um, the class is listed there. Um, you can just pay 200 bucks and get access to all the recordings, the VM and everything right there. Love it. Nathan says he just joined. So he, he was coming in kind of late. Um, he wants to work in a sock. He's got a, looks like CYSA plus. What would he need to do to follow up? Sounds like just register for this class and make time, take the class. Yeah. He, he, Nathan's going to be ready to go. Yep. Perfect. Liang says, uh, what would be the next step after completing this course? What's the fastest, cheapest way to get to the medium level, I suspect, thinking that this yep. course qualifies you as the entry level? So um, the next level is the next class is intro to security. Um, that's where we talk about all the core things that a company should be doing to secure their environment. And then beyond that, uh, Liang, it's going to be up to you. Uh, if you want to get into reverse engineering, there's great reverse engineering classes out there. If you want to get into pen testing, there's so many amazing pen testing classes that you can take at anti-siphon and other places. Um, I would recommend you get to that point, take a deep breath and you say what resonated with you deep in your bones and then follow that path. Caleb's asking here about, um, will there be any touching on cloud security? So a lot of the concepts that we talk about actually apply to cloud security. We actually have dedicated cloud security and uh, cloud pen testing classes. Um, and once again, the reason why we're doing these fundamentals is it's very difficult for me to talk about Docker and some of these things if people don't understand networking um, and basic permissions and things like that. So yes, there are classes that we have that are cloud in nature without question. Um, Andrew has one on cloud security and Bo has one breaching the cloud. We have those classes. Um, we do touch on some cloud security topics, but no, this is not a cloud security focused class. Um, this class will be a step up. Once again, you get to intro to security and you're done. You want to know where you go. Um, Caleb, if cloud strikes your fancy, you can take off that way for sure. Michael wants to know about any type of discord community that could, he could join and, and get help. And I know, you know, a black Hills has an amazing one, but it's, it's kind of integrated into the SOC core skills course, isn't it? It is absolutely. Discord is the community that we use. Um, and you will get access to that anti-siphon, um, the training discord, and then there's the BH, you'll see all the discord stuff. Whenever you get in, Jason goes, people gets people through all of our discord channels. I think a couple of our discord channels have like 30 and 40 to 50,000 people in them and active, um, which is another thing that's just nutty to me, but it is what it is. Um, so yeah, there is an entire discord community around this. We aren't going to force people to use Slack because we don't hate you. Yeah. Another um, interesting thing about the course, I assume it's going to be the same way is um, you broke this to us very first thing is you don't take really any long lunch breaks. No, right? So yeah. Can you kind of talk about that piece of the course? <laughs> I don't know where people are coming from. Like we did the early morning thing. Um, we did the early morning where I was getting up at three o'clock in the morning and I'm in there and I'm complaining and I have people on my class from Vegas who got up an hour earlier than me. I have people that are there from Bruges. I have people that are there from Kuala Lumpur. I have people that are there from Tokyo. So there is no time zone. It's like, all right, we're going to take lunch now. 
Um, so basically we just rock and roll. There's a 10 minute break at the top of the hour. And then I try to tie that in with a lab every single hour, just so it keeps things really nice and moving. So if you want, you literally can do the lab while you're eating, um, or you can watch me talk while you're eating. I don't care. Like you, you can literally just eat. Like it's, you can get a TV dinner, one of those old Tyson's TV dinners. Mm, you can oh yeah, Salisbury steak. Yeah, Salisbury steak. You can do that while you're taking your class. So you can eat on the go. I love it. Uh, Jax wants a, um, you to blink twice if you're being held against your, uh, against your will. The background's different. Perhaps you're in a new area, John. Yeah. So Jax, um, we bought a hospital um, for Black Hills Information Security. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to do the full tour, but I'm just going to show a little bit on where I am. I am in a, uh, in a room and you can see I've got a folding table. Yeah, this is this is the BHIS CEO life living large. Um, the other thing that's neat that I think is pretty cool is if I am sitting and I'm working at BHIS now, um, I have these panic buttons that I can push. So like if I have a code red, I can push that and it sets off a code red. And then over here at one of the nurses stations, you can see it's letting me know which room has the code red. Um, so that is why I am in a new location because we just bought this building. Um, and we're moving our security operations center into this building. And um, I, I guess I'm coming out from the basement, folks. So that's why we're here. I get, uh, Gerald got a full tour of the, uh, of, the, of the hospital that we purchased. So Yeah, it's the uh, perks of being the host of the show. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I Show, love what you're doing. Showing up early, right? Exactly. Um, so I, I saw another question here, kind of question. Um, if you take the on-demand classes, and I, I thought this was a great question, Carl. Is there any mechanism for asking questions or getting feedback? So the easiest way is our Discord channel. You get access to the Discord channel and you can talk to your students. Most of the time it's weird when I'm teaching because we have like a thousand people. Um, sometimes the students will answer the questions before I get a chance to answer the questions live. Um, but there is also a capability in our on-demand platform that you can ask a question directly of the instructor as well. Yeah, and I just dropped Discord, Black Hills Discord. So if if the Discord team is still in chat and I dropped one that's no longer accurate, please let me know. But as far as I know, it's discord.gg slash BHIS. So yeah, that should take you. Van had a question around training roadmap. Uh, I, I, I don't know if you guys have a training roadmap. It says He says he sees it, so I'm assuming that you guys have one. Um, mm. And I know we're here to talk about SOC core skills. But as far as a roadmap goes, you know, I guess, where does this fit into a training roadmap? If you were going to go all this, in on anti-siphon. This is the base. This is the basement. This is where you start. This is the foundation. Um, get it started with packet decoding, maybe missing from our roadmap. Uh, it very well might be missing. Uh, that's because we're constantly adding new classes all the time. Um, but yeah, we absolutely do have a roadmap. This is the start of the roadmap adventure. Okay, thank you. A lot of people loving the like, loving the hospital. I like Van Van Carr. That's a cool name. <laughs> um, is Wild West Hacking Fest coming back? Yes, Tom, mm -hmm. it is. In fact, in a little less than two months, we're doing Wild West Hacking Fest way west in San Diego. So if you go to the website, you can see that we're doing the San Diego conference. You can attend virtually, or you can come hang out with me. And by the way, if you come hang out with me in San Diego. Everyone gets a free dinner on the USS Midway. As far as I know, we are the only conference that's going to have a party on an aircraft carrier because that's awesome. Just that sentence, the fact that I said that sentence, that I get to say that sentence, there's a little boy in me that's playing with G.I. Joe that's just like, you know, go Joe. Um, so <laughs> we're doing it, Tom. I love it. I love it. And I know you guys have the Wild West Hacking Fest in um, um, Tombs, not is it Tombstone? Deadwood. Deadwood, Deadwood. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. They sound kind of similar. No, nope, not in, in, in boating. Uh, and that's going to happen October as well, as far as I know, right? Yep. That's going to happen come hell or high water. Um, so the way that we look at it is COVID is, is still a thing, right? And there are people that are very afraid of COVID. And that's why we provide the online version and the online experience for the class. 
that gets you access to the talks and the trainings and the uh, the Swag Bag Lab and Meta CTF. Um, but for other people, um, if you're vaccinated, you're low risk and you feel comfortable coming out, come out, hang out with us. Um, so we're, we're, we're going to be doing it this year for sure. Well, I shouldn't say that if they come out with it, like the Omicron Delta uh, Perseus 6 version, I don't know if that's where we're headed here for Futurama reference. Um, but if they come up with something that's like the Black Plague, we probably won't hold it. Um, but if everything holds the way it has for COVID, we, we are absolutely going to do the party in depth the the optimus prime starscream variant yeah oh my god that's a good one too <laughs> um actually just i don't know if you know this john but i, I i've been asked to speak at um wild west heckin fest in deadwood uh this year you which i plan on doing so I, yeah. i've been off the conference circuit for a few years but i'm ready to get back in it's time it's time to get back yeah um, Gre Gregory's asking, and I don't know if the mods or Black Hills folks can help with this. It sounds like he's trying to register for the SOC core skills course and it's not working. Um, it, it, John, if they I go to that website, it should lead them right through, right? Yeah, it should take you right to Cvent. Um, okay. Let me check it out real quick. But yeah, it should take it. You um, can share your screen if you want, John. You, you should be able to. I I, I'm just checking it out real quick here. I've got okay. to go to the course catalog. I'm going to go to the 28th. Of course, we probably, maybe we're DOSing CVent. Who knows, right? Wouldn't that be funny if that happened to us? So if I click <laughs> register here, CVent spinning. Um, let me know if there's an error, but this is the link for the direct registration in CVent um, as well. Are you dropping it in um, private chat? Yep. And if oh, you okay. want it for free, there's a button called for tuition assistance. Please click here. And that takes you to a new registration um, page that will basically um that will allow you to take the class for no cost okay thank you i dropped it in chat mods i dropped it in chat if you can put it on the linkedin i would appreciate it thank you base um you, you really don't care where they are they could be on the moon right don't care don't care yep. and the fact that it's recorded we're making those recordings available um so marta it's really funny we have people that show up like we have like, I think it was like 75, 80% of the people show up on day one and they're all fired up. And I'm like, it's recorded. You don't have to be here. And it kind of like tapers off as people realize the recording is available and that's fine. Life happens. I love it. People are really digging your hospital, man. Just so you know, like people are loving it. I'm a little bit nervous on what they're, they're probably trying to dox me right now. Where is his hospital? <laughs> John, can you, uh, we're, we're getting close to time, but I really wanted to ask you, do you have any, you know, particular student win stories from a student who's gone through the SOC core skills that you'd feel comfortable sharing? So there's been a couple that have been very interesting to me. Um, one, I'm going to talk about some of my employees and I'm not going to give their names. Okay. So one of my employees uh, was just finishing up college. And was barely, but I don't want to say barely getting by. That makes it sound more dramatic than it was. But starving college student, you know, like college students ought to be. And really kind of shined in the training. And we ended up hiring him. And he's been just a tremendous asset. Um, I had another lady that came up to me at Way West Hackenfest when we were in Reno. She came up, she gave me a hug, which is a great way to say hi. Um, it's a little bit of a surprise sometimes, but it's still a great way to say hi. And she's now working as a uh, penetration tester for a buddy of mine at Secure Ideas. Um, so that's just great. We have uh, we had one lady. I, I kept keep on telling a story of you know uh, you know a mom, a single mom that's just trying to get things to make ends meet. And uh, once again, that's one of the people that's in my bellywick of who we're trying to focus on. And I've had two women that have reached out to me on LinkedIn. And said, you know, that story of that that single mom that's working their ass off just to get by and taking this on the weekend to try to improve themselves, that's me. So I've had two of those that have contacted me directly. Um, I had another gentleman that flew in from Africa, flew to, uh, flew to Canada, and then illegally crossed the border to come to the conference uh, just to tell me um, that, you know, he wanted to wow. say thanks. And I gave him my horrible cowboy hat. And it's, he's like four inches taller than me and the hat looks ridiculously small on him. Um, but he sent me a picture of whenever he made it back to, uh, made it back to Africa. And 
I don't know, it's just tons of stories. You know, uh, one of our employees uh, worked in a trucking um, logistics company and was basically just got into computers and computer security and fell into it. Um, getting a lot of those stories. And J Jason does this amazing, Jason Blanchard or Banjo Crashland on Twitter does a Twitch live stream on how to job hunt and do it correctly. And I know that what he's done so far is he's gotten over 200 people um, mm -hmm. trained up on how to find the job that they're looking for. And a tremendous number of them have came through the training classes. So, and he comes on during the break and talks about job hunting with people. And it's just been, it's just been fantastic. I, I think we're making a difference, right? We're making a difference. And it's not just me, you know, you're doing this stuff, pay what you can. Kevin Johnson is doing this, pay what you can. Um, there's a number of people that are doing everything they can to break down the barriers and give people just who want a shot an opportunity to take that shot. It's, it's, it's inspiring. It's like I said, it really is awesome. And Jess Bishop, a friend of the Simply Cyber community, she shared something that, you know, is very meta that you, people might not think of, right? We think of getting some hard skills. I can use Splunk. I can do Nmap. You know, going through this course empowers people to feel like they belong, like feel like they are qualified to apply. You know, a lot of people don't apply to jobs because they're like, oh, I, I'm not good enough or I'm, you know, imposter syndrome. And, you know, you're, you're having this impact on people as well, John. So really, really inspiring. Yeah. Well, and you know what? I, I, I like, I like diversity in thought. I like diversity in groups. I like weird. And the more I'm not around people who are exactly like me, because 20 years ago, everybody was exactly like me and it was boring. Mm -hmm. um, it's just a lot more fun getting all these different life perspectives coming into the industry. And it makes for the, the one or two cons that I've been at since COVID has kind of started dying down a little bit. Um, they're just far more interesting places to hang out with far more interesting people. And we need to keep. So I'm dropping this in chat right now. The SOC core skills pay what you can. So again, if you're on YouTube, you'll be able to, you should be able to click this uh, link to this Um Etc. But John, we're we're a little bit over an hour. I like to keep these to an hour in respect of your time and, and everybody else's time. Uh, let me give you the floor for you know any final thoughts, any kind of um, la lasting impressions you want to leave with the community today. Um, kind of continuing on that last thought, um, the community. There's some people that say the community is garbage and security, and I disagree. Um, we're always going to have a-holes in any community that you're at. As soon as you get past like 15, 20 people, you're going to run into people that are just jerks, right? That's always going to exist. But right now I'm seeing a huge push in this community to be more open, not just tell people to read the fine manual or calling people noobs and giving people a really hard time. The community is open and we're trying to get as many people into this community as we possibly can, but that's not by mistake. And it's not without a tremendous amount of effort of a number of people in this community that are trying to get as many as we can in. So we have to fight it with, we have to fight to keep that with fire. So I would encourage you, if you're looking to get involved as, as many of you are, come hang out. It's not going to cost you much of anything at all. If you have somebody that's looking for a new job, a new career, someplace where their life can have some semblance of more meaning than just meeting sales projections, then let's bring them on because this is a great place. If you look at what's happening in the greater geopolitical space right now, it is truly a matter, I think, of right and wrong, you know, good and evil and hackers and, you know, the defenders. And it's dynamic, it's exciting, and it means something. And it requires people that come in that really want to make a difference in the world at large. And let's get those people in. I always say, let's party with the right people. Let's get the right people in and let's just make this just a lot of fun and let's go do good. Yeah, well put. I agree. The, the community, we're seeing a lot of people in chat. Um, it's a very great time to be in the cybersecurity community. There's a lot of inclusion. There's a lot of sharing. There's a lot of reaching back your hand and helping someone up instead of stepping on them to elevate yourself. Uh, so I, I'm a hundred percent with you, John. I really genuinely 
I appreciate you coming on the show today, talking with us about so many things, including the SOC course skills course. Everybody, I dropped the link again in chat. This is a pay what you can course, four days, four hours a day, March 28th through March 32nd. <laughs> I'm not sure how many days there are, but basically starting the 28th for four days. I'm going to steal that from you. I like that. That's, <laughs> I can go ahead it. and register. You can. It'll take you right through. If you, if you pay, I think 200 bucks, you get access to a cyber range that's full of tools and stuff like that. So maybe uh, you you splurge or you get your employer to cover it. Either way, it's going to be very valuable training. And John Strand is just an absolute legend on the educating and cybersecurity practicing front. So thank you so much, John, for all you do. And really on behalf of everybody, thank you for what you do, Anti-Siphon and Black Hills, because I know it takes a, a village. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. So because I can't share any of my slides, I just want to remind people before we hang up, tomorrow morning, if you're interested, every single morning, John, I don't know if you know this, every single morning, I get up at 8 a.m. and go live, and I do a 30-minute no-prep cybersecurity daily threat briefing for everybody. Um, and it's been really well-received. We, we have about just, 100 people in there, a lot of chatty people, a lot of coffee. Boy, you and, just uh, it's high, a good time. You just do a Highline Wire Act at 8 o'clock. That's, that's awesome, man. Yeah. We've been doing it. We did it. We celebrated 100 days straight um, on Monday this week. So it's pretty good. Weekdays. I do take weekends off, right? <laughs> I got to do that. So uh, come on over to simplycyber.io slash FTF. It'll dump you right in to um, tomorrow's broadcast. And we're going to be uh, doing those stories and actually raffling off the last of the seats for the GRC Analyst Masterclass. So everybody, thank you so much for your time. John, thank you for your time. And everybody, until next time, stay secure. <laughs>